This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the To Hull and Back podcast. I'm Will. Um, and unfortunately, he's decided to spend time with family this Christmas and has decided to abandon me. So I've uh, recruited a special guest, Tom. How are you? Hello, I'm good, mate. How are you? Um, slightly tipsy, but yeah, it's to be expected, mate, of the Christmas. Absolutely, period. absolutely. Um, it's a shame Ant can join us, but to be fair, he's probably got better things to do than talk about City being rubbish again. Um, anyway, we're going to quickly go on to Portsmouth, and then we'll get into a quick mid-season review for you all. So, firstly, let's go to the KC. A couple of days, a while back now, actually, it feels like it. Um, to watch City lose 2-0 so what were your thoughts on it Tom? Uh, it was a very very frustrating sort of fixture um, came into the game to be honest the most optimistic out of my friends I thought we've learnt from our mistakes last season we'll eventually bounce back and we didn't really see that um, conceded a sloppy early goal Jacobs Greaves own goal should have been dealt with and then it sort of set the you know turn for the match from there uh, what was really apparent was the fact that Portsmouth in John Marcus had like um, a complete forward, someone that you know hold up the ball, bring the wingers into play, and that looks more assured in their system than we did in ours. And obviously we had Tom Eves up front. He shook, you know, bullied by their defenders. Yeah. Um, if you look at the stats, it's quite quite remarkable that you know Portsmouth had six shots, zero on target, but still managed to win two 0 It seems like a game of FIFA, whereas obviously we had fifteen shots, one on target. So what you see from there is just couldn't create any you know opportunities, you know, clear cut opportunities to score goals and that's a credit to Portsmouth's good defending, but also, you know, just hits her about McCann's lack of plan B really. So Yeah, yeah my, my I simply just put um, it was a continuation of what's been happening in the past few games. It was sort of simple, it's like a single another game where we're kind of the architect of our own downfall. Yeah. It but Portsmouth did well though in the game was this oh, they did, like, yeah. Stopped our fullbacks from getting forward, and that's where we have most joys, you know, getting crosses into the box, and and they sort of like stop, managed to stop Malik Wilkes, and we just we just really struggled that we we didn't adapt, and then when McCann changed it to, I think what McCann did in the game, we thought it was a four four two, but I think he actually changed 
stayed with the four three three because he loves it that much and put McGinnis out <laughs> wide, which is quite remarkable, really, when you think about it. Like McGinnis out wide, he, he did it a few times in the championship, didn't really work. But yeah, just... it, as always, his plan B is to make plan A better, which of course never works. Yeah, it's frustrating. What I've always said is, um, although we might be more def- defensively open, is if if we change to the three four three. Remember, I don't know if you remember last season, Middlesbrough were. Um, we changed the three four three. I think one of the only times we changed formation and it worked. Uh, we, yeah, and we exploited them. Obviously, with Jared Bowen he scored two goals, didn't he? But um, and we was against ten men. But three four three, more expansive football. Jordi Deviser overlapping. You know, just similar to Sheffield United system, and which is exciting football to watch. And then what we're looking at now, even though we're in the mix for promotion, it's just it's not enjoyable football to watch. I don't get up in the morning and think, oh, we'll City are playing today. I can't wait to watch Grant McCann's football. You get up and you think it should come be the same old stuff. And that's been the story of the season. Despite us being in a good position, we're seeing sort of a repeat of last season. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I got up this morning, Boxing Day, and I actually was kind of happy City were playing, in a way. Yeah, I, I, I was... Because of the way we've been playing. I agree, mate. Um, I just felt, yeah, don't have to... Tuning into City today, to kind of you know watch watch the football, watching Premier League football, put on a few yeah, bets and neutral. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think losing two nil and not having a shot on target against us kind of sums up the year in general. With it being our last game of the of the year, um, yeah, 100%. Kind of a nice a nice summation of the the twelve months that have not been the greatest. Yeah, to be honest, Portsmouth didn't Portsmouth didn't show that much of an attacking threat. Um, no, in terms, uh, they troubled us certainly, but it was uh, uh, Marcus Harness, I think his name is. They were central attacking midfielder. He kept on, you know, dropping in pockets of space left and right, and that's something. What I, what I've just remembered now, like what was frustrating was the lack of sort of movement. With we, we our wingers have set positions, or you stay out wide, you tuck in, like their their wingers, moving left and right, and the central attacking midfielders. Moving across the, you know, the front, yeah, and it makes like a lot more freedom. Yeah, yeah, a lot more freedom. Whereas Grant McCann, real rigid system, four three three, you must stick to it. And teams are starting to find that out now, obviously. And yeah, the only freedom really with ours is when he sometimes swaps the wingers across. That's about it. Exactly, and sometimes I remember him playing Malik Wilkes on the left side. The other game, I, I forgot what game it was, but he switched him to the left wing, and it just really didn't work. Um. So, so who do you think? Overall, who do you think probably came out with that game? Probably our best performer, would you say? Um, uh, that's, that's a hard one, and I think <laughs> it is a tricky one this week. Yeah, Callum Elder maybe uh, putting a few good crosses, and um, Jacob Greaves being you know a steady performer, but I couldn't give him. I couldn't say he was the best player from you know, our own goal. No, I thought he was quite weak this week, but it's a learning curve, and it would have been a young lad. Yeah, so I think Smallwoods. Uh, dropped off a bit. He was, yeah, you know, he hasn't. He, he looked. He looked a bit out of it as well. And um, I said, I thought Doherty looked okay. Yeah, not, not, I don't think anyone played amazing, but I think Doherty looked all right. And like you said, I think uh, Elder looked all right. And I think Emmanuel just looked. It wasn't his worst game, but it, it was just kind of similar to Elder. Yeah, I like. I like the way Doherty sort of moves forward with the ball and manipulates it and stuff. And I, I feel like there's more to come from him. Certainly. Yeah, and absolutely. obviously, when he was at uh, Shrewsbury, I think he scored something like ten goals and got eleven assists in League One. And 
I don't know if it's the system we're playing, but I feel like he would benefit more playing further forward. Do you know, Portsmouth played a sort 4 of, 2 3 1. Similar, yeah, similar to where Honeyman sort of has been playing. Yeah, double pivot, sent two central midfielders, and then a, a central attacking midfielder has freedom. Whereas we sort we play a more defensive system. We have Smallwood, who's the deepest of the midfield three, and then we have the two on, on central midfielders. That sometimes, you know, sometimes works against you because 4, four two, three, one can combat that. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mentioned it to Ant before that I think four two three one would be a better choice for City um, than four three three. It's not much of a different formation change, to be fair, from the four three three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's um, yeah, changing system would really shake it up, and I think it's just all a bit stale. Like obviously, some you know our league position could distract you away from some of our you know poor performances this season. Uh, Plymouth at home, you know, we uh, obviously have got that late winner. And then Crewe at home, we beat him 1-0, I think. Did we? Yeah. yeah beat him 1-0, it was a late goal again. And uh, we really want that impressive, but we ground up results. And at the time I said, that's a sign of, you know, promotion candidates grinding our results. But there's only a matter of time before he, these poor performances can, you know, affect your results. Yeah. Obviously, Ipswich and Rewa played well and dominated. Well, um, looking at the fixtures with us not playing at the end this season, sorry, not this season, this year, um, I think we can drop out the playoffs by New Year's Day because we're not playing. Yeah, the, where the... Good how far we've dropped. Yeah, certainly. The, where, the fixtures... I'd love for us to bounce back, but the fixtures are coming up difficult again and now we're having this fixture pile up. We're going to have three games, three or four games in hand by the time we're in action again. That just even puts more yeah. pressure on you to get the results. And then we're going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday again. And it's going to. It, it, it might be a bit of a blessing in disguise that we're having this bit of bad run of form and we're now not going to be playing Lincoln and Sunderland and possibly Charlton. Yeah, we get a, we get a nice little break and hopefully in that time yeah. we're, we're able to work on stuff on the training ground. And, yeah. Because I think I, I had no fear. I, I'd written some notes for the Lincoln game because I'd written them before the Lincoln game got suspended. Yeah. And I, I did think we'd lose the game. I thought, even though they're not in the greatest form themselves, I think they're just in a better position than we are at the moment. Yeah, as you saw today, I think Lincoln won 5 1 was on my bet. Yeah, exactly. They've certainly they're bounced back from you know their recent lulling form. Um, but... So it's probably a very good thing that we didn't. <laughs> We're not playing them in a couple of days. Charlton, though, what do you what do you think heading into that fixture? Again, I'm concerned because I think Charlton, even though they've had a bit of a rocky bit of form recently, I still think they're going to be up there at the end of the season. So it's hard to say. Um, and it would be typical that we're playing Charlton. They have Marcus Madison playing all the time from now. Yeah, considering Marcus how he played for a nice goal today. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard as well. But it would be typical that he would be. He just do what he did not do for City and just be have a wild day. Yeah. Obviously, other teams just seem to have more settled systems than us and although we've put ourselves in a good position, like I say, um, I just feel there's more, there's, you can get more out of these players if you look at our squad but on paper. There's clearly another gear that's there that Grant isn't using yeah. or isn't able to get out of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I feel one we strengthened really well in the transfer window. You know, Josh Emmanuel on a free, and Richie Smallwood come, has come in and he's been, you know, so, somewhat of a 
busting a disguise, you know, a leader in there. And then, but one someone who can tackle, yeah, one position where we didn't strengthen enough. Feel enough is is um, what striker, well striker and central attacking midfielder. I feel you've got Honeyman there. If he gets injured, who else provides the creativity from that midfield? I don't think there's well, really anyone. I, I do have a suggestion for a striker, but unfortunately, he's currently one game away from a pay rise, so uh, he happens not playing him in the form of Keen Lewis Potter. Yeah, Keen Lewis Potter. Um, what's, what's your thoughts on that whole situation? I feel um, it's it's a tough one. It's, you can take two stances on it. You can blame it on Iab, or you can say to the player, well, oh, look what's happened previously with players that have left, like Josh Tyman, and... and um, I feel he he would owe it to the club to you know take you know sign a new contract, but it's a tough situation again for Grant. But I feel like since he's not you know playing and willing to sign a contract, then why should Grant play him? I don't know if you feel that same way, but obviously he's one of our. I, best I players, get but... I, I I get that scenario, but at the same time, I think it's one of those things where he's one of our best players. Yeah. I think we should be playing him even if he, there is a bit of a contract dispute. And the problem is, while I can see both sides of the situation, there's a, the common denominator for all of these transfer sagas is Ehab. And it feels like it's more him than Keane. Yeah, I yeah I agree to a certain extent there. But then... Well, there is, but I can see both sides of the argument, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you'd think... You would want him to... You'd think being a hometown lad, lad it's his team... He's more willing you've to see, you've seen, it's you know, just, it's You've a... seen Brandon Fleming, Jacob Greaves sign contracts, and then you wonder why. Why is Keelan was not signing one? Do you think exactly. his ego's, it could be something to do with his ego? Do you think he's bigger than the club? Or do you think he's just not that way inclined? I think I think it's hard to say. Yeah, them, exactly. we don't, I don't think we, we, there's not enough info about it. And to be honest, I don't think we, to be fair, the fans shouldn't really know about it at the moment, I would say. Um, McCann should never have brought it out on, in the, on the radio, to be I fair. I think it's, you know, David Burns, which, I don't, which I don't think helped at all. David Burns, you know, gets these questions, you know, get the, gets these sort of answers out the manager, and um, I feel like we would have started questioning why he wasn't starting, considering he's one of our best players. And then I think now we know why, to a certain extent, it's I don't know if it, it could have made it a bit worse. I think I think opening it up on the radio kind of is like it puts a bad image in Keane's head of. That oh they're just throwing me under the bus that sort of thing which I don't think helps, and um, but that's just but either way I think I can see both sides and hopefully he can get sorted yeah, out maybe, sometime soon. Maybe and, he's trying to put more pressure on Keane signing the contract potentially by putting out in the media and possibly seem, yeah because he might be thinking himself he's made to seem like the bad guy now he's you know he's not signed the contract and yeah yeah any anywhere. Get past that bit of doom and gloom, and um, and since obviously we've, got, we've talked about Portsmouth, didn't go great. But since we're not playing again this se- um this year, um might as well do a, a quick mid-season review. Uh, it'll be obviously we might retread a few things that we did in our first episode. Me and Ant did, but um, we've got Tom for his uh, a bit of a differing opinion possibly. So at the start of the season, um, where did you think we'd be, and uh, how happy are you with it so far? To be honest, I thought. My prediction for the season ahead, I, I predicted eleventh place. Um, oh, I predicted I predicted twelfth. Yeah. Uh, in terms of recruitment, I was happy with it, but I was unsure whether we'd 
adapt well to League One. We've seen the likes of Sunderland and Ipswich struggle. Um, and mm. the recruit players were brought in, clear League One quality. I was happy with Josh Emmanuel, you know, Richie Smallwood, Doherty, you know, with his pedigree in League One. And I felt it was just a season of consolidation and then we'd push on the following season. Obviously, it's been quite the opposite, but we're only halfway through the season and um, I'd say I'm happy with the position so far, given what I expected at the start. But I feel like there's more to come from this team and I, I'm not sure McCann's the right guy to unleash the, unleash the potential of this squad. Yeah, um, I, I said previously, I think I thought I would have been happy with 12, so big table. Um, and I would have been happy to just sort of, as you say, consolidate, sort of just stabilise the club after the horrendous way it ended last season. Yeah, I agree. And uh, just build a team and sort of, uh, even even maybe not even in the next couple of seasons, maybe a few seasons down the line, sort of build towards it. Just, I think the club just needed some stability. Um, but the way it's gone, it is, it's weird because I don't think, like we said, I don't think we've played well really at all. This, we've played a couple, a couple of times, but not very often. Um, there's clearly another gear there that the club, the team could get it to. And I feel like another, the team, if they were under another manager, might be still top and might be comfortably top. Yeah, in terms of what you mentioned about stability, though, I I agree with that. Um, it's been one of the first seasons where we haven't lost half our squad after relegation. We lost Leeds. Yeah, it's very weird. Terrell, Stewart, Irvine, um, Lehigh, but that was some of that was prior to our relegation. Yeah, and we've kept a you know good call as you know champ squad that got relegated. You know, their device bear that partnership. Yeah, and um, I think some of those players like Lehigh and Irvine, while I, I thought they were okay, it turns out they might have been, if it's believed, they might have been some of the bad apples in the squad. Um, that could have been an issue. Yeah, sometimes you don't know what to believe. It's easy to pin yeah. the blame on the Alums, but I think he was thinking, as he has done, to be fair to him, is more the future of the club, you know, sustainability. You know, if you keep the... Obviously, you shouldn't think about the future and getting relegated. But if you kept these sort of players on these high wages, and you end up ends up back backfiring and you get relegated, then exactly. you're in you're in deep trouble, especially with the new, you know, financial implications that are in place. Essentially, it came down to the fact I think that they'd got to January the first. What was it? We was eighth. Yeah, level with points on the playoffs, and I think they just simply thought they couldn't get relegated. Yeah, I, I thought even if they kept losing, they'd still be safe. Um, and obviously that didn't turn out well. I don't it's think they thought. Yeah, I don't think they thought they'd lose that many games. Yeah, you mentioned um, about you mentioned no. about you know um, talking about mid-season review. Should we go on to the who do you think our best player has been this season? That's exactly what I was going to get on to. Oh, yeah. Um, so who who for you has been our best player so far this season? I think Josh Emmanuel. It's not a bad shout. Uh, he's definitely been our best signing in the summer. He has, yeah. Um, and he's one of the most consistent players on the field every single game. Almost, he's he's had maybe one or two games where he's been a bit off it, maybe slightly, but he's never shaked away at any point. Exactly, he's similar to George Honeyman. They always every every game he'd say that even if they're not on it properly, I think they always play a seven out of ten game. 
yeah, for for me, Honeyman is my player of the season so far. Um, yeah. I probably overrated him by calling him the best player in the league um, a few episodes ago. Um, but I think that's just I'm just blind um, sometimes, it's a blind delusion. Um, but I think he's a fantastic midfielder who maybe looked a bit out of it at the championship level, but at League One level, he's just it's just completely different. His work rate, his passing ability, his hair. Yeah, we've certainly um, missed him in these last two games. Absolutely, know. he's been. I think he's been a key a key player that we need in the starting eleven every game, um, which I think he says it all for him. Yeah, of course we we lost against Shrewsbury when he was in the team, but if you look at how they've done since they beat us, they've gone beating all the other teams. Yeah, yeah one nil, one nil wins away. It's and, funny in hindsight, yeah, because I was so angry after that game, but then yeah. when you look at the, the beat Lincoln and then was it was the bit after that was it Sunderland? Yeah, I think they beat Lincoln and Charlton. Was it Charlton? I know they beat all of them one nil away, like they did us. I'm having a look now. Um, um, the beat. To beat Doncaster actually in Lincoln with a Doncaster, right? Drew to but they, they, they did a run of games where they just kept beating them one nil after beating us. Yeah, it just goes to show that sometimes teams can be down near the bottom, but perhaps undeservedly they've turned it around. They have that yeah, actually think, a decent side, I think. But the, just... the table, the table's very um, misleading a lot of the time. Cause I think a lot of teams we've played are way better than the position suggests. Yeah, in these um, sort of leagues, you get. Teams that can come from 16th in the league midway through the season, they're, mu- and then they're much closer the divisions, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I would also give a shout out to uh, like we obviously mentioned Emmanuel and Honeyman, but Doherty has been great as well. I think, do you think Doherty's Slug been got, great? Well, I think he's got better as it's gone on, yeah. Um, I think at first he's, he's looking okay, then he got injured, and he's he's looking quite consistent as it goes on. And yeah, I think if he yeah. continues as he is, he'll get. Better and better. Um, I think Smallwood's been okay. Um, he's he's been nice and assured for a lot of the time. In the midfield, he's someone we've needed in the midfield. A bit of a, a bit more of a bastard, as uh, someone who was willing to actually put a tackle in. Yeah, yeah. I think similar to Honeyman, or they see more from Honeyman. I think in terms of if you take Smallwood out that team, you'll see a huge difference to our performances. You might not yeah. think it, but obviously brings out leadership and. Bit of that experience in midfield, you know, and he's you know protects that defense. He's protected that defense well for the majority of the season. Perhaps his performances have, you know, fallen off a bit recently, but that's the same for most of the team. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think uh, um, also shout out to obviously Wilkes deserves some credit for being the goal scorer that he has been, but he has shaked away in a couple of games recently. Uh, Keenly with obviously Keen Lewis Potter deserves a bit of mention, and I think definitely Jacob Greaves. I think. For this, just the way he stepped up as his age, and uh, making Jordy Device look a bit foolish now. Yeah, so we've mentioned obviously we mentioned the negatives, but obviously there's plenty of positives to you know come out this season in terms of you know the younger players that have stepped up, you know Greaves, Lickie, and Potter, and he's like you know first proper season, um, and. Obviously, that's great to see, and hopefully, Keane Lewis Potter signs the contract and stays and doesn't move on. But I do feel event eventually he will move on and he'll become a Premier League player. Oh, absolutely, Touch, yeah. he's not destined to stay with us unless we go with him eventually. Um, I think he scored a goal of the season so far as well. If Swindon away, 
Swindon away, so, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think it's goal season. It's definitely goal season for us so far. Um, I think this, so, this is harder, I think, for West player. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to stay with what I said originally um, in our first episode. I don't think we've actually... I think saying West player might be a bit too harsh. So I don't think anyone's been constantly horrible. Yeah. At all, at any point in the season. But I've, I said Adelican because... Really? Yeah. I don't think he's been like horrendous. And I think well, like I say West player of the season's a bit harsh of a way to put it. But he's one of those players who either plays great or doesn't play at all, pretty much, when he's on the field, I feel like. Um, yeah, yeah. Moments of brilliance, more off- um, Yeah, it, more often than not, it's been the latter um, of the two. But I don't think anyone's played, like, consistently poorly, to be fair. Yeah, because obviously would, you'd notice that and you'd see a change in the team. I think Tom Thomas Meyer, he's not really... You know, swung up any trees. I think when he came on no, as a sub and, and you know got that assist uh, for that goal, Malik Wolf's goal against fe- Plymouth, it was his first few games. He looked all right, but he's kind of gone off, come off the boil, and he's just uh, just a pest. And this, he just uh, he hasn't really done much since. Yeah, I just really hope that when Samuelson gets back from gets back from injury, he can sort of push on. He got a bit yeah, it would be nice because played well. I would have liked to have seen him more often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. I think, thankfully, this season, even though we've had a bit of a poor run recently, the list of best players so far is much bigger than the list of worst players so far, which is, I think, a very, I think says a lot. Yeah, which is what you'd expect. Probably, uh, obviously, last season, yeah. it's, it was really hard to pick out, you know, some of your best. <laughs> our players. best play, our best player left in January last season. So exactly, if you're looking back at last season, you couldn't really pick anyone from that, from you know, from then till from June. the team that finished yeah. the season. Yeah. Um. So. What do you think so far has been our best performance of the season? If I get up the results just to cast my mind back to how I've done this season, I'll tell you. Um, let's have a look. I think Ipswich away was an impressive performance. Stopped them playing and I feel that was one game where we you know, dominated fully and they didn't really have much of an opportunity. If you look at the stats, well, they had 13 shots for on target, but I feel... Was just clinical, yeah. dominated, and they really struggled to live with us. It was a comfortable game. Yeah. It was. It was. Even though they had a few chances, none of them were very good chances. There were. We we dealt with them very nicely. The thing is, under Grant McCann, there's not been many games where we totally yeah. smashed a team. And my dad's been saying that one time this season we are going to smash a team. Five, yeah, six, me, me and Ant have brought this up before. It's like I, I think we've never really hit we've not even really hit second gear at any point this season like even though we've won a lot of games a lot of those games have been not the most convincing performances um, yeah. they've been quite they've been okay and the, te- the teams we've played probably should have scored in quite a few of them and didn't take their chances but we did um, what, um, what I will remember from one of McCann's first interviews was he'll have a team playing for 45 minutes because he brings a sort of like demanding pressing game um, he'll have a team playing for 45 minutes and so one half will play really good another half yeah. will play poor but we're, we're playing spells it seems and obviously we've got what Grant McCann said that's sort of rung home and uh, that, yeah, quite, yeah quite often I felt we've we've been usually it's the second half we've been the best we've been okay usually we've gone into half time and we've been not great and it's the second half when we've kind of 
come out of our shell a bit more. Yeah, you can credit McCann's season for some of these, you know, substitutions he made. Um, oh yeah, Bristol Rovers. Um, Bristol Rovers away. That's one of them. You know, I think, I think he brought all three substitutes scored that game. Keenley's Potter, yeah, they did. Slater and Tom Eves, and they did. Yeah, the game um, round. So he deserves on, some credit. Absolutely, going on best performance, I would agree with probably at Twitch. Um, I thought it was com- yeah, it was a comfortable performance. I would also give a shout out, even though it was a lower team, to the Grimsby game where. Even though it was second side, second side against the League Two side, comfortable three 0 didn't give him anything. Was, yeah, I was, I was impressed uh, with that performance. Samuelson yeah. came into his own there. Yeah, exactly, and it was a, uh, it was just a comfortable game. But on the whole, we've not had many great games. I think Ant mentioned before the Doncaster game, where we did play well, but we did our best to ruin it for ourselves that game. Yeah. I, I I agree with that definitely. I think it, the Grimsby game does show the level between the two divisions. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, Samuelson come in, scores two goals. I think he scored against Burton as well. He did, uh, yeah. So it's just shows the level of yeah. And he scored in the Harrogate game as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but going, going, you mentioned Bristol there a minute ago. So, um, what do you? What, so going back to a bit of negativity, um. What are your worst performances of the season? Fleetwood away, hands down, I think, worst performance. Uh, because it was the first game we've sort of played anyone. It was a promotion contender or a playoff contender and we've, we just sort of surrendered straight away. Uh, didn't really show anything in the game. Obviously, we've got a revenge in the cup win, but 4-1 loss, it was... I, I, would, of... I, would, sw- I would swap the results, to be honest, if that was the case. Yeah. Um, I would I, I, there's been a few games where the first half we've been in has been terrible. So, like, you mentioned the Bristol game. The Bristol Rovers game were abysmal that first half. And it's a good job those three subs worked because that would have been so bad. Um, and I think Oxford as well, away, was a really poor first half. And we kind of got better in the second half, but didn't do enough to get yeah. any... We got a draw out of it. That goal like from Doherty was class. It was a fantastic goal, yeah. Um, like you already mentioned the Fleetwood game. That's... It was just a surrender. Um, the, the team just surrendered in that second half. Uh, the Stevenage game obviously was a secondary side, but they didn't really they didn't really seem like they wanted to win it. The side Stevenage wanted it, we didn't, and we didn't seem to turn up really. Yeah, what I will say um, is that is a quote: "Win is win, and lose is complain." And exactly, go, yeah, it's going on to this, this sort of League One in general uh, in terms of the division. You've seen a lot of managers come out after we've beaten them comfortably. They've had one shot on target and say, oh, we didn't deserve to win. So that quote sort of like, uh, it's true to that situation. Winners win, lose, complain. It happens a lot, doesn't it? That, that. Yeah. It doesn't seem to happen as much. It never seems to happen as much in the Championship. Although More professional. One, it seems to happen. Yeah. League One, it seems to happen a lot. Steve um, Evans pisses me off. Oh, God. Joey Barnes or some of these Joey Barnes the worst one yeah. um, and also I'm going to show out because I think the Shrewsbury game as well Shrewsbury were fantastic but City should have done better yeah, really I think, I think better. Um, what I will say about this division is you are going to get games where you're not on it and you will we'll lose, we'll lose oh, games absolutely. and I expected this sort of you know drop in form at some point I just really wanted to see a reaction and I think in the Blackpool game we did see it to a certain extent, but again, we conceded sloppy goals in the Portsmouth game and 
that was a poor performance. So you want to see Charlton at home is a is similar to um, the Charlton game, you know, the first game after lockdown, the first lockdown, where you wanted to see reaction. We yeah. can hopefully, you know, history is not repeating itself when we do see a reaction. And but in terms, Charlton obviously now we play played them twice last season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see us sort of struggling in that game, but I do hope I'm wrong. Yeah, hopefully so, yeah. Um, so, going on to a different topic, slightly different topic, what are your thoughts on end the cups? So obviously we went out with the League Cup and the FA Cup. Not really bothered about them, to be honest, myself personally, but the Papa John's trophy, the Pizza Cup, um, what are your thoughts on these competitions and should City have a go at them? Well, I think 100% we should have a go at this, you know, Papa John's trophy. Um, it's the, the only thing we've really got yes. to focus on now. I, I do I do believe that a trip, trip to Wembley, I'd be going on a Simon Gray travel would be a terrific day out. And <laughs> I think uh, it'd be a moment to sort of remember. I'd, more so for the day out than the game, perhaps, but still, I think a trip to Wembley after what we've had to deal with in the past year would be very, you know, good day out, so... Absolutely, I completely agree. I know it's a bit of a joke with it being called the Papa John's Trophy. Obviously, um, a lot of uh, memes about it on the on the internet, but I couldn't give a damn what it's called. I want us to try and win that thing. Yeah, I, I do as well. Three wins out we away. No, three wins. I believe so. Yeah, at the moment. Uh, Fleetwood at home. Um, so. It's Fleet, Fleetwood again. We're having fun with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, at least get to the final because even. It'll be obviously, obviously, it's great going to Wembley, having been several times. Thank, look, luckily, yeah, as uh, young, younger City fans being able to go as uh, as often as we have been able to, compared to a lot of uh, older City fans. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've been three times, I think. And it, yeah, far. I think. Yeah, I, I didn't I'm go in too far. I didn't go in too far. I went to the three or four. Yeah. I can't actually remember to be honest. Um, but. It'll be a different day out as well with it being a lower league, a lower league sort of cup. It'll probably be, I think, it'll be a bit more fun. Um, there's a, a there's a bit less. The stakes aren't as high, I think. Even though obviously it's a cup final for the first time, yeah. Going to Wembley, yeah. Without going, you know, I think if we lose that game, I'm not going to be too fussed. Exactly, that's it. Even though we obviously want us to win, if we did lose it, it's not the end of the world compared to how I felt after the FA Cup final. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the playoff finals, they were they were worse things if we were going to lose them. Yeah, at least there's less pressure going into the final should we get there. But I think it's exactly we'll play Fleetwood, and then we've got one more game, and then we've got the Northern final. And yeah, then and then it's the grand yeah, final. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, I don't even think last season's final so it's been played yet. Um, Portsmouth versus I can't remember exactly who they're playing, but they they still haven't even played last season's final yet. So I had no idea when they'd end up playing the final this year. I've not played the final. Not for last season, no. It's Portsmouth versus I can't remember exactly who they're playing. I thought they played. They, they I, were all, I thought they played Sunderland. That was the last final that was played. That was back. That was a couple of years ago now. Was it? Yeah, last season's haven't been played yet. It's uh, bear with me. It's Portsmouth versus Salford City. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I um, remember now because I remember. Portsmouth it was sold out their allocation yeah, or something. And then it was Sol- originally meant to be beginning of April and what happened at the end of March? I think Salford was going to take about 3,000 fans. <laughs> yeah, so that actually... They hadn't even announced the date for it yet. The uh, the final, our final yet. 
but it's meant to be sometime next year. That's very bizarre. Yeah, um, they might. Imagine I can see him playing them both on the same week, and that'd be that'd be funny. It would be very. Both before Salford are champions for a day. Yeah, hand it over to City. <laughs> would be nice. Yeah, who are who has actually left in it? Actually, I'll just quit look. On our side, there's Sunderland, Port Vale, Lincoln, Accrington, Tranmere, and the Leicester City under twenty ones on our side. Um, ideally, the under twenty ones go out because I don't want to see them anywhere near the competition in general. Yeah, what do you what do you think yeah. to the under twenty ones in the competition? Uh, it's a farce, or do you think it's it's a farce? Yeah, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it, it makes a mockery of the competition. Yeah, I was about to say it shouldn't that. be there. Yeah. Um, it, it gets it. it it's a slip. It's a slippery slope that eventually leads into the, oh, um, we'll, we will let B teams into League One and Two. No, we'll make oh, a yeah. League Three. That was banded about by Greg Dyke a few years we'll ago. We'll make a Super League. Thank, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's a slippery slope, and it worries me because they're the other ones left, and the other ones have been comfortably knocked out at this point. Hopefully, it's that's a regular recurrence, but. I am worried about the day where it starts to become more often that the under-21s outnumber the normal clubs. I think if there was a vote between League 1 and 2 teams, obviously, I think... It'd be a resounding no. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because so. it, it, it's, it's financially as well. It's, it's a payday for those lower clubs who are more who need it more than a under-21 side for a top yeah, yeah. side. Perhaps there should be there could yeah. be somewhere where these under-21s teams are tested at a higher level, but then it's... But they've never struggled previously to bring through players without having to give them, you know, sort of football, exactly. football against League One or Two teams. So. What, what's wrong with them being loaned out to these League One and Two clubs instead of having another yeah, 21 yeah, yeah. I just think it's where... a farce, to be honest. But yeah, um, so just to round off the the uh, mid-season review, where do you think we'll finish this season? Um We'll my thoughts have very. My thoughts have changed a lot. Quite bipolar, to be honest. Like start of the season. Yeah, man, changed week to week. Start of the season. Oh, well, mid table. Ooh, when was going on that really good run? And you know, beating in about ten games. I, I was like, oh, we can go up this season, automatic promotion. Yeah. And now we we're playing well, and we were still doing so now well. Now look at in this situation where we've got a couple of games in hand, and teams are creeping up on us. Where well, I'd be happy with playoffs this season, to be honest. Well, I think yeah. we'd, we'd, we'll finish playoffs, but that's it's one of them. It depends on whether we can turn it around in our performances under McCann. Exactly, yeah. I think if the team sorts out the issues quickly, um, it can be back in the automatic places. Because it's a team that on paper should be in the automatic places. It's just a matter of how they put themselves out on the pitch. It's, it's, to be honest, we should be winning this division. If you look at the rest of the teams and how inconsistent they are, you look at the Portsmouth team that beat us 2-0. Like, they're right at the top of the league. And yeah. Us and Charlton haven't really lost anyone from our last seasons. Us and Charlton should be up there. Yeah. It's like maybe the top two, really. Yeah, I agree. There's obviously a long way to go, so it's just... Of course, yeah. It's, it's um, usually the team that pieces a good run together over the Christmas period and beyond to like February and we're, and we're not playing exactly yeah so we're going to have that yeah, fixture um, pile up again and... exactly that's the issue is it's is that yeah we're not playing them at the moment and yeah because we're not in the best form yeah we're not playing them that might be a blessing but when we do play them the team might be burned out yeah um, 
yeah, I think if the sort of league is quickly, there can be an automatic contender. But I will happily take playoffs right now. Yeah, because we've shown in a few games uh, this season that we can, we have the potential to be the standout team in this division and run away with the league. Yeah, we just haven't, we just haven't shown. We haven't. Enough. Yeah, we have. We've never got our first yeah, year really. Obviously, Lincoln City at the top, and you're thinking, yeah, I know. If yeah. you look at their squad, draw on a tight budget, you know, you think at some point they're going to slow down, which they, they have done, but they've, I think they've won two in a row now, or. They've like took advantage of other teams not playing. Yeah, they've won the last two. Yeah, won yeah. the last two. They lost two and then they lost two. Resounding, they lost, they lost two and then they won yeah, two resounding four goal victories. Uh, yeah, so they're now there are four points ahead of us, but we've obviously got the game in hand. But even then, I'd rather have that game in hand played. And I would, yeah. On thirty-seven points, and they've been um, the Lincoln play again this year. Is their next game New Year's Day? Oh yeah, they were playing us, aren't they? <laughs> uh, no, because Lincoln have Wimbledon away on uh, the second. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was, we was going to play in Lincoln on the 29th. Obviously, that's called off now. Yeah, exactly. So. But uh, maybe th- maybe that particular fixture is a bit of a blessing in disguise. The Sunderland one, they're not on the best run of form. I could have, maybe we could have. Lee Johnson, done with that I one, think. Maybe. Lee Johnson. Yeah, it would be typical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be happy with playoffs, to be honest. I would be as well, yeah. Given, you know, what. What we've had to deal with last season, you wanted to bounce back and go up, but this division is so hard, it's so congested. Definitely, obviously, one of the hardest divisions to get out of. But you know, you've seen teams obviously looking at the previous teams, you know, like I've mentioned earlier Sunderland, Ipswich, Leeds United even struggled to get out of this division all them years ago. So it's, it's not to be you know taken for granted getting promoted, like, but I'd be happy with a nice promotion push. Absolutely. Um, right, so I think that concludes the uh, mid-season review. But just kind of, we let's ask a quick question because I was uh, asked it a couple of days ago. Um, if Grant wasn't manager, see, by any chance he just because obviously a lot of people seem to be of the opinion of the team's good enough, but Grant might be the problem, not necessarily. But um, if if we could have, if you could have any other manager who's available right now, who would you? I've already thought of this and discussed it with my friends, and I said Paul Cook. He's out of, out of a job right now. Sack McCann, I'd go straight shout. in for Paul Cook. What he, that is a very what, good shout. I didn't even think of him. What he bring? He's, he's brought unlike McCann. He's got his division multiple times. He, I think he got Wigan promoted twice out of League One. Um, yeah, he did. He plays attractive football. Sort of suits the ethos of you know what I've seen in previous years. You know the, we've got players in this team that. Are, like the likes of James Scott, really good on the ball. You know, Manic Wilkes, Keane Lewis Potter out wide. He'd utilise them. Look what look what Paul Cook had at you know Wigan. Jamal Lowe. Yeah, it's, it's surprising he's not in a job yet. Yeah, so if it's surprising, I think he's. I think he'd. I think if you offered him a job, he'd take it in a heartbeat. He's had to deal with ownership, you know, trouble at Wigan. Yeah, the way it went last exactly. season, absolutely. I think he wants to amend um, what happened. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's 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 better than the shout out. I think actually yeah, that is the best shout and the most realistic shout. Yeah, as well. Because I've mentioned it before about the Cowboys, nah. but I think financially that's not going to happen. I think that would be a good choice if money was no object. But I think that if, I don't see them ever. I just to wouldn't the club. enjoy the footballer. I think if you that's if you're watching well. City, you're watching a team. Obviously, you get you can have managers like Tony Pulis that play the most. You know. Born football, oh, Neil Warnock. I'd be happy with exactly. that. Exactly. Sam Allardyce has gone to West Brom. That's the most West Brom appointment ever. And you want you want an exciting manager. You want someone that brings yeah, 
I'd have, I'd have Billy Joe over Allardyce if I could choose between those two. Like under Adkins, when we when we you know appointed Adkins, I thought this was a backwards appointment, but it turned out to be a really good one for the situation was in. Yeah, brought I've, good football. You know, Adkins always rubbed me the wrong way because he was so positive. But by the end of the time he, the at the end of the time he was with City, it didn't bother me at all. I think I, the positivity I was a factor in our turnaround, really, because we wouldn't. He yeah. was. If he, when we was um, at the bottom of the league, you know, twenty eight, I think it was twenty eight to nineteen, twenty eight to nineteen season. I think if he started to not believe in his players no more, you you would have gone the other been, way. Would have been down that season, yeah, exactly. So we would the fact you know we turned around, finished mid table. That's a credit to you know Adkins' positivity, really. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Paul Cook probably is the best shout, to be honest. I think the better one. Um, just to throw it out there, Holloway's out of the job now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a far journey from where he is currently. Yeah, Holloway, again, is someone that... I, I don't like him, but I think he'd be better than McCann. What do you think? Well, I think he'd bring more... I think he'd bring a better atmosphere. Yeah, but I'm worried about how he'd react with the Allens. I don't think he'd want to be with the Allens. I don't think Allens. he'd work under the Allens, whereas Paul Cook, I think he'd be more tolerable. Uh, I think, yeah. yeah, he's got I the tools there to get some I think that is the, That's the thing already. I think you have got the best shout there. I would absolutely yeah. take Paul Cook in a half. Uh, Malik Wilkes, he'd get the best, you know, get more out of him, I think. I don't think he'd deal with the lack of track. You look at Malik Wilkes sometimes and he frustrates you, loses the ball and doesn't chase back. And that's something that happened a lot last season. And under McCann as well, but you want a manager that doesn't mm. that gets the players, you know, to track back and give it everything. Really, some some of our players sometimes do it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think I think we'll wrap it up there, and there's not much more we can really say in a mid-season review. Yeah, that's fine. And um, so, yeah, so thanks for joining me, Tom. I'm short notice. Yeah, no worries, mate. I've been happy to come on. It's the first Sorry. time I've really done a podcast. So. Hope it's been yeah, good. Uh, I, I'm, oh, I'm on new to this, thanks to Anne. But hopefully we can have you on a few more times in the yeah, future. Yeah, I'll be happy to do that, mate. Yeah, cheers for having me on. Absolutely. That's quite all right. All right, then. So thanks for everyone for listening and uh, hope you had a Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.